Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Wednesday edition of the show. Indiana goes on the road. They get down in the first half. They come back in the second half. They get the win, thanks to Malik Renew and, of course, Anthony Lill last night. Indiana showed some resilience. They showed a little bit of toughness. Uh, Definitely wasn't a well-played game by any stretch of the imagination, but the fact Indiana goes on the road. I don't care who they go on the road and beat at this point of the season. They're on the road in the Big Ten Conference. A win is a big deal. So we will talk about that uh, today. Uh, Indiana just yesterday talking about will they win another game the rest of the season. Ken Palm did not predict them to win the game last night. Ken Palm did not predict them to win another game this season. But Indiana gets it done on the road, thanks to a key shot there by Anthony Lill. And again, Malik Radu looked really good. He continued, I thought, to look really good for uh, Indiana. But uh, Trey Galloway, a great game last night as well. Uh, We'll talk more about the the performance of all three of those guys coming up a little bit later here in the Wednesday edition of our show. Uh, Let's look at the show lineup today, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Segment one, in just a moment, we'll have our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Later today, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star will check in. We'll talk about last night's game. We'll talk about Malik and Galloway and also Anthony Leal as well specifically and uh, Kellel Ware a little scary moment there at the end of the game I think he came back in for a few ticks to close out the game but Indiana just really injury prone and uh, that would be the last thing you'd want to see at this point is Kellel Ware to go back out with another injury or to miss some additional games Uh, later today We'll be joined by Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, as we talk the latest in local sports with him each Wednesday. Headed into girls' regionals coming up this uh, weekend on Saturday, and of course also some big high school basketball games this week. At the very top of the list is New Albany at Providence in boys' basketball. That's the lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Check out Honey Baked Ham for great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily and will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thornton's text line is open, the number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Uh, What do you think about this Indiana team? Could last night be the start of something or 
or you like me and think, you know, Indiana broke through. They had a struggle to win. They hit some key shots for once. I don't know that it's going to translate into a whole bunch of additional wins. I think that they can turn the corner here a little bit, but I'm not at all ready to say, okay, things are going to change after last night's, last night's game. Where do you stand? 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Um, a couple other things to note. New Albany Providence Friday. Yes, we will have that broadcast live on the Big X. Our pregame coverage from Providence High School will begin around 7:10 p.m. on Friday. So if you can't make it out for that rivalry game, tune us in on the Big X. We would love to have you with us uh, for the broadcast. We'll give you the full play-by-play story of what I think should be a game of contrasting styles but two teams that have had really good seasons so far, and they both have hopes of uh, finding a way to be successful in the upcoming sectional tournament. So we'll talk more about that with Josh a little bit later today. Let's get into our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Last night for Indiana, I mentioned that obviously Leal's shot, but Malik Renew and Trey Galloway were outstanding. Uh, Galloway was uh, terrific in the second half. Did he have maybe 22 points, I think, last night in the second half of play alone. But defense was good last night for the team in in general. Uh, mentioned Galloway, his second half performance, 19, I'm sorry, not 22, 19 of his 25 points came after halftime to help Indiana get its second road win of the season. Let's look at this Galloway performance a little bit closer. He was 4 of 7 from the field from two-point range, a perfect 3 of 3 from three-point range. He was 2 of 2 from the free-throw line all in the second half. Four assists, four rebounds, one steal, and he played all 20 minutes in the second half. That's his second-half stat line right there, just unbelievably impressive. He also was kind of the key trigger man, point guard for the team, if you will, last night. He really uh, seemed to get the ball where it needed to go, including um, passing the ball to Anthony Leal for the essential game-winning shot last night. Uh, But definitely a humongous game from Trey Galloway, and Indiana's got to have more of that the rest of the way if they're going to rack up some additional wins. Malik uh, Renew, you can just see such a bright future for him. I don't know if it'll be at Indiana or if he'll try the professional route. You never know with the transfer portal as well what players can do or what they might be thinking. I have no clue, but you do wonder about things. But golly, you can see him really coming together, and he could be a scary good player uh, in the very near future. I think he's already really good. But 38 minutes, a game-high 26 points, 8 of 15 shooting from the field. He was 10 of 15 from the free throw line, and he had 14 rebounds, which were a career high, including five of those on the offensive end, which were really big for Indiana last night as well. So uh, really good game for Malik Renew. He continues to get better and better and better. And all this being done, while Indiana did not play great in the first half, they were down. They were not playing good basketball. They really were able to bounce back in the second half of play. Anthony Lill last night, the shot to basically win it. Um, I think there's no question at this point Leal's going to be the sixth man or a key player off the bench. And if somebody goes down with an injury, Anthony Leal's probably going to be the guy that gets that starting spot. Uh, But he was outstanding last night. He came off the bench, 26 minutes for him. Great defense, I thought, in the second half. 
which helped set him up for momentum when he got that pass from Galloway to hit the game-winning shot. Uh, Indiana, I did not realize this was down as many as 18 points at one point in the game. But uh, Galloway with a couple, excuse me, Lille with a couple steals last night as well. Uh, just a really, really good performance from him. And it's really cool to see a good dude like him who's doing things the right way and taking advantage of the NIL opportunity and being a good teammate. It's good to see him break through and really get some opportunities to help this team. So for him to have the chance to be in the game at that point, for him to get that shot uh, at the last second, obviously huge for him, and it went in. And uh, kind of interesting thing last night, I had plans, had had work stuff last night. I was keeping an eye on the game from uh, YouTube TV or Peacock, I should say, on my phone. Uh, so thankful to have that streaming capability. Uh, right at the end of the game, the stream started to buffer a little bit. I wasn't getting good service where I was at. So I flipped on the stream from the big X of Don Fisher and got to hear for the first time in a while, Fish call a buzzer beating play. And it was, it was really good. Of course, I went back after and watched the shot, watched the end of the game again. Uh, but it was neat to hear the legendary voice of the Hoosiers be excited about this team and have the opportunity to call such a big play this season, a big road win, only the second of the year for this team, but a huge victory last night for Indiana. So just a couple thoughts, a couple takes away takeaways from the game last night. Now we'll see what Indiana can do next. I mean, obviously you've got a little bit of momentum, and there haven't been many moments this season, especially since early January, where this team has really had anything to build on. But that win last night is something to build on. The unfortunate part for the Hoosiers is the next game is on the road again at Purdue, who continues to play outstanding basketball. So a tough one for Indiana. Obviously, you hope that they can go on the road and compete, that they can keep it respectable in this big rivalry that's going to be obviously on national television. But you never know. Actually, is it on national television or is it the, the, the Purdue-Indiana game that's on Peacock. I'll have to look that up here in just a second. But uh, no, it's on Fox. It is the it was the first game I believe that was on Peacock. So it will be on national television as that rivalry game should be. I think we can all agree with that. But a big win for Indiana. Tough challenge ahead. Um, don't know that they'll beat Purdue on the road or even have a chance to beat Purdue on the road. But you got to hope that last night shows signs when they get the right contributions that they can be competitive against most of the Big Ten teams this season. So, you know, I think at this point, unless Indiana puts some kind of crazy run together and beats Purdue on Saturday, I think you got to hope that this team can go to the Big Ten Conference Tournament and uh, get, get a reasonable path and get hot and try to get to the championship game and maybe somebody clips Purdue or a couple of the top teams get upset and Indiana has a chance to win it. I think that's the best path at this point uh, for Indiana to the NCAA tournament. But last night, obviously fun for a lot of fans and good to see Indiana back in the win column last night. A couple texts here on the Thornton's text line. I want to get to one of them. Texter says, Trey Galloway seems to be turning into the player we had hoped he would be. They would have not have won without him. Yeah, I agree. I think Trey has had some good moments 
a few really good moments at times this season. Obviously, last night was one of them. I think the Kansas game was one for Trey Galloway that was really good. Uh, but you got to hope if you're an Indiana fan, you see more of the same leadership, passing, scoring, shooting, uh, you name it, from Trey Galloway. They need his help the rest of the way here. Uh, no question about that. A couple other notes wanted to get to here in the first segment of this show. I uh, mentioned high school basketball this weekend. Obviously, New Albany and Purdue, New Albany and Providence, excuse me, is, is going to be a good one coming up this weekend. You know, also... There are some key conference matchups the rest of the way as far as the Hoosier Hills Conference goes. And uh, looking at things, uh, Jeffersonville with a big one coming up on Saturday as they play at Jennings County. Right now, Seymour's already secured a share of the conference championship with a 5-1 and one record in conference play. If Jeff can beat Jennings County, they too will have an opportunity to secure a portion of the championship as well. Jennings has already uh, lost a couple games, so they're going to likely be out of the contention, or they are out of contention, but they are the type of team, if they're shooting it well, that could keep Jeff from a Hoosier Hills Conference share of the crown. So Saturday night's game, especially at Jennings County, is one to pay attention to. Uh, that is for sure. That's a look at our headlines for this Wednesday edition of the show. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star. We'll talk the latest from last night's Indiana uh, game, Indiana win over Ohio State on the road. We'll get a little update on the Pacers from Dustin as well and a lot more. Stay with us here on this Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday show. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Texter says, enjoyed the win last night. Also, the play Woodson drew up for the last shot. Plus, for one of your upcoming guests, uh, very impressive how a late game can still be covered and in the News and Tribune the next day. Obviously, um, the News and Tribune, number one, they do an outstanding job covering local sports and everything. Number two, it, it probably is from a wire service, so uh, it does take a little coordination to get a late game like that in the uh, the paper, especially with earlier printing deadlines these days. But, yes, I'll pass your comments along to uh, Josh Cook, who will be with us a little bit later in the hour as we talk some high school basketball uh, heading into the weekend. Right now we have Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star for the very latest on IU. We'll get into some Pacers and more as we are in the month of February. We're thinking about March Madness. We've had some pretty good weather here in the Hoosier State. But, Dustin, before we get to any of that, 
you're smack dab in the middle of Indianapolis right now because it's All-Star Weekend coming up uh, in Indianapolis. I know there's been a lot of changes to the downtown. There's a lot of big events set uh, for later this week. And when the pause in the NBA schedule comes, all of the focus will go to Indianapolis for the All-Star game and all the festivities that surround the game. Yeah, no, it's going to get wild in here. <laughs> I'm just seeing just my schedule start to really fill up. I mean, we just uh, you, you, like all of the events and all of the kind of specifics and everything that's going to be surrounding it is just starting to pile into our. You know, we're getting press releases on all this. We're like, what, what, what <laughs> when are we going to have a break <laughs> from like Thursday through Sunday? Um, but yeah, no, there's going to be so much going on, and, and obviously we're going to have to be covered, covered from a lot of different angles: the so cultural stuff, the concerts. Uh, the parties, the conventions, the rising stars on Friday night, the all-star Saturday night stuff, the dunk contest, three points contest, the skills challenge on Saturday, and the game on Sunday, there's the G League all-star game. Um, I mean, there's just going to be so much happening, and just the entire NBA world is going to descend on Indianapolis. It's going to be wild. Um, you know, certainly it's been a long time since they've done it, and obviously um, Indiana has hosted a whole lot of stuff since the last all-star game uh, was here in 1985. Um, but you've just seen, obviously, just so how far it's come as far as its ability uh, to handle these kinds of events. Certainly it's hosted a Super Bowl since then. It's hosted an entire NCAA tournament since then. Uh, it's hosted numerous Final Fours. So it knows what it's doing, but it's going uh, to be a very jam-packed week uh, in terms of everything that's going on there. It's going to be a, a, a really heck of a spectacle. Look, you know, really looking forward to covering it. It's going to be absurdly busy on my end. Um, but uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. It's going to be a re- really cool place to be uh, starting next Thursday. Not this one, but next Thursday. And going oh, I'm sorry. I'm a week ahead of myself here. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, thankfully. My God, I've got a whole bunch of deadlines. If it were coming up this week, I'd be in trouble. So, well, it shows you yeah, I was watching NBA time. We have a little bit night. of time. I was watching NBA last night after the Indiana game, and dozing off, falling asleep. I, I could have sworn it was this weekend. That shows you how out of it I am. That's all right. It's, it is coming up. It, 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 it has <laughs> one, have, your, one, uh, have your mind. One other you. topic it's about the close. All-Star weekend I wanted to bring up. Of course, I'm a week early here, but I'm just amazed at how much of a uh, celebrity showcase and a b- bigger event than just basketball it's become over the last number of years. And looking at some of the stories, I, I think the Indianapolis Star had a great story yesterday on things. Uh, so many dollars coming to Indianapolis. And speaking of dollars, some of these tickets for the All-Star Game and surrounding events, they are unbelievably high. It's amazing what some of this stuff goes for nowadays. You know, no, exactly. I mean, the All-Star Game is really one of the truly most uh exclusive uh events financially uh you know when it comes to anything i mean it's even it's certainly you're, you're having these games in your regular nba arenas uh you know fewer of them i mean there was a stretch where i think they were trying to get them in bigger domes you know we're, we're talking about football stadiums uh there's less of that now and so you're talking about a very a relatively low supply and a very high demand then it becomes just very much a celebrity type of game um and that's been that way for a while i think one thing that's cool uh, that Indiana has done uh, in this case is moving All Star Saturday Night in particular um, to to Lucas Oil on Saturday night, and so there were a lot of affordable tickets. I mean, there was it, it was kind of like you had to you know uh, be on Ticketmaster at the right time uh, to get them, but I mean, I think they were available. I want to say in the summer um for you know like uh, relatively low prices like 50 60 bucks or something like that for for all-star saturday night tickets or maybe with you know like lowest lowest were like 35 and i think the highest were like 90 but 
obtainable for you know a regular person on a regular salary. And my wife uh, managed to get uh, tickets for All Star Saturday night, so she's excited about that. You know, she calls it the tricks competition, uh, but the dunk contest and the three point shooting and stuff like that. It's going to be a really cool event. I think they they really made a point to try to say, hey, like this is the basketball state. Like we should involve the state in this, so it's not just. Uh, people that can play celebrity prices to see this. Um, so there is at least going to be one event um, that is going to be sort of financially attainable for most, you know, fans in the state that want to see, uh, you know, something cool, uh, you know, something something related to the All-Star game. So that's going to be a little better, obviously. They're not going to use the full stadium. You know, it's going to be cut off in a, in a way that you usually see a football stadium cut off. Uh, you know, when it's going to be turned into uh, an NBA or a basketball arena for the evening. Um, but that's still, I think, something is that there were, a point was made to make sure that this is not that, that you know, regular fans from the state uh, have an opportunity to see something without, you know, having to break the bank to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- th- it has always been crazy pricing. Again, it's, it's supply and demand. Um, it's such a big cultural event. I mean, it just becomes a, a really, and it really becomes a center place for, you know, celebrities and stuff like that to hang out. Obviously, the players themselves, uh, you know, their fa- friends, their fa- you know, their, their kind of closest people, and then end up picking up, uh, a significant portion of tickets. And, you know, a lot of cases they could, they could pay the prices that not every normal person can. Um, so I think there was a point made to make sure that All Star Saturday Night was a little bit more, uh, obtainable, uh, for the regular fans. Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis Star, starting about All-Star Week, which begins next week in Indianapolis. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the Pacers before we get into Indiana here in a moment. Big win, exciting win for the Pacers last night. Obviously, they've got some more games between now and the All-Star break, but kind of size things up here as we get to the midway point of the year. Yeah, no, last night was big. Obviously, Tyrese Halliburton is coming back uh, from the hamstring strain, and it's been a very gradual process this time. He came back um, on January 19th against Portland, and his body didn't react well to that. He just came back and played 35 minutes, and his body was like, eh, no, you're not ready for that. Um, so, you know, they obviously put him back on the shelf for another five games, and they brought him back on a minutes restriction. Um, you know, since in the first four games that he came back, he played around right around 22 minutes, uh, and played in three quarters in each case you know the first two you know he was the uh, he started um but came out with six minutes to go in the third and he watched them you know lose late and he was like oh man i don't like this i want to finish so they flipped it around and he didn't start against sacramento so they didn't come in until the second quarter um and he was in in the fourth but then that game got out of hand so he didn't get to finish that one either so it was just he was be is getting pretty frustrated um, obviously it helped that they had a get right game against Sunday on Sunday against a Hornets team that's very injury depleted and it's not very good in the first place. So they were able to get that game, get a little bit right, and then he was able to extend his minutes a little bit last night, ended up playing twenty nine. Played his best basketball. I think he started to show the beginnings of some chemistry with Pascal Siakam, uh, which is a really big step because that that's gonna be the the thing that tells them how far they can go is how well those two guys play together. That's certainly they're all stars, that's what you need. And the NBA is, is to be able to have multiple guys that are really star level players and have those guys be able to play together well. Um, and so, you know, they, they did really well together. They, they went 132 to 129. Defense was, was pretty shabby in the first half, but they had a really good third quarter and that was enough to get them across the line. So it was a pretty significant win. You saw some, some steps in the right direction in terms of them in it, you know, bringing Halliburton back, integrating Siakam into what they look like when they have Halliburton. Um, and so that's kind of the closest that you've seen so far into this is what this team can be. And I think there's still a sense that uh, there's a lot higher ceiling on that, that they can go a lot further and get a lot better once those guys really have some time together on the court. So that was that was significant, you know, significant win. I think uh, they're in a weird place right now just because they're in this figure-it-out point. Um, and you're starting to see some teams that had really been part of that bigger second tier start to break away and, you know, mix in with what 
you know, we thought was the first year. And then the Knicks and the Cavs have really made some big strides, and the Pacers haven't necessarily followed. And so the, the Pacers and Cavs are now kind of in that tier with Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Boston is still kind of ahead of everybody. Uh, but the Pacers are in six, and they're more with Miami and, and Orlando right now and trying to hold on to that sixth spot and avoid the plan. Um, but all these games matter, and it's certainly it's just trying to hang on. Uh, you presume get to the break, and they'll have a chance, I think, to really make a search once Siakam and Halliburton get to spend some more time together. Dustin Nopirak of the Indianapolis Star. So Halliburton back, Siakam there, um, maybe give them some time here to see what they can do together. But I think there's a lot of people that are hopeful the Pacers, who had some really good moments earlier in the year, can have a great close to the season as well, right? Yeah, no, absolutely, and they've got reason to believe that. Again, it's just you just haven't seen those two really function the way that they can. A really cool moment last night. Uh, was when the game was over, uh, Halliburton searched out Fred Van Vliet. Fred was, was injured, was out with a uh, abductor strain for Houston last night. And, and, you know, after the game was over, even after Halliburton was really jawing with, with the Rockets bench, he made a point to go find Fred and say, hey, tell me a little bit more about how to involve Pascal, because obviously those guys played together for seven years, won a title together, both became all-stars, even though they were like kind of relatively unheralded when they came in. You know, Siakam is a late first-round pick. Van Vliet is a, as an undrafted guy, you know, those to really find a way to play together uh, and elevate each other. And so Halliburton was like, hey, I want to find out how you do it, you know, how, how you did it. Um, and so, you know, even after a game he just won and was jawing with the bench, he was like, okay, Fred, you know things, you know, tell me more. Um, and that really impressed Pascal, uh, that, that he was trying to find out more. I think that's something that, um, you know, is, is building chemistry with them. Just this, the fact that Tyrese cares enough to go find out, um, you know, matters to Pascal. Uh, and so that was something that's, it, and that tells you that they can get somewhere. Uh, that, that, you know, Pascal's been, you know, you've seen why he's, uh, why he's a two time All NBA guy, you know, the shots that he can make, the way he can get his own shot, and just his capacity, his coordination, this guy who's 6'8 with a big old 7'3 wingspan. Um, you know, you're just seeing the kind of star he can be and, and the guy that you can really rely on to get you 25 whenever you want it. And something they haven't had outside of Halliburton is another guy who can do that. Um, and you're seeing what that really looks like. So, you know, they have a chance, I think, to once they get firing on all cylinders, uh, to hit some stretches in there where they're winning six or seven in a row. Um, and suddenly they're getting back up into it uh, with where the Knicks and the Cavs are right now and, and where even the Bucks and the Sixers are. You expect the Sixers to fade a little bit because they're going to be missing indeed for a while. Um, so there's, I think, some a lot of good things involved there that the Pacers have a chance. Uh, to turn um, this into something as they get, as, as they get moving and, and once they, they get all their their guys back they have a chance to close uh, and get themselves in better position for you know when they are getting toward the playoffs. Dustin Dopirak, the Indianapolis Star, he's the Pacers beat writer for the Star. He's with us Wednesdays. We talk Pacers, IU, uh, any kind of basketball and sports. We'll talk it here on the program. Uh, Dustin, let's get into Indiana. I know your focus was on that Pacers game last night, and they had a, a narrow win, but a, a thrilling win uh, in that contest. Indiana also with a thriller of its own, and it was Anthony Leal that made that key shot for the Hoosiers. Who would have thought it just a few weeks ago? Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, it was just, I, I saw obviously a lot of that stuff come up with the highlights, and I was just looking at the box score to get a sense of this, uh, because I just saw just everybody talking about Anthony, and I mean, like, there's just so much uh, interesting stuff there, I think, that, that, that blends into, you know, this whole discussion about how Woodson is handling this season, I mean, but like, the confidence it takes to say, you know, I mean, he'd obviously been playing well, I think he had six rebounds in this game, and, and was, was giving them a spark in the second half, but I hadn't taken a shot yet, and you draw up uh, the shot, you know, when you're down, uh, when, when you need a shot to go ahead. Um, let me double check and make sure I'm looking at that right. That they were in fact down when he hits that. Yeah, they're 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 down too, um, and you drop 
an opportunity for Anthony Leal when he hasn't taken a shot all game and he drills it. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that that takes guts on the part of Mike Woodson. Absolutely does. It takes faith on the part of Mike Woodson. Um, and obviously, this is a guy that you know certainly came in. You know, as a Mr. Basketball, as a guy that was uh, renowned for his shooting and, and hadn't had that many opportunities prior uh, to the season to really, you know, make an impact shooting the basketball. And certainly made some threes from time to time, and he kind of knew he had that talent, but just it hadn't worked out for him. Um, but to, to, to be able to put it on the line and say, you know, this is the guy who's getting the shot in the big moment. You trust that he's going to be open. They're going to leave him, and you believe he can hit it. Um, you know, that's you know that, that took a lot of guts on Woodson's part because if you're wrong, um, you know, you don't look very smart. And so when it goes down, it's a big deal. Um, but it's you know obviously big for a guy who's you know committed a lot to IU and has had certainly a lot of opportunities to leave. But as a Bloomington kid said, I'm sticking this out. You know, I, I want to be there for this. This is where I want to play my college career. And you know, even I, I could probably go you know, find uh, playing time uh, in a mid-major school, I'd rather stick around and just be part of this, whatever part I can be. Um, so, you know, obviously this speaks, speaks a lot for those guys. I think it's a big growth moment for Woodson. I think one of my crit- critiques of him, I guess, has been that you know, he's been able to get these pro-level players. He hasn't necessarily figured out what you need around them. Um, and I think to see that Leo is the type of guy that can make that kind of an impact, you know, gives him more of a sense of what he has to look for in terms of guys that are not necessarily NBA potential and, and how you have to fill out a roster to make it make sense for the way that you want to play. Um, so, you know, I, I think a potentially big moment. I mean, obviously, you know, they're in rough shape when it comes to the tournament. You know, like beating Ohio State on the road helps, but it only does so much for you. Uh, but I, they obviously just needed some kind of good news. And I think it's really, you know, it, it, it's symbolic on a lot of good levels and just, uh, a significant, you know, win for them. Don't know how far it can take them, um, you know, at the point where they're at, certainly coming off a loss to Penn State. But just a, a really big moment for Anthony Leo, big moment for Mike Woodson, I think big, big moment for Indiana just to, to kind of snap out of it um, and, and get something that gets them just at least going in the right direction. Dustin, another interesting player, Malik Renew. He's been outstanding really all season long for Indiana. And I think his ceiling uh, to become a great player is there. Um, I'm curious, any insight as we sit here in the first week of February on Renew? Is he, uh, you think, a lock to try the NBA pathway? Or do you think there's a chance he's back at IU or in the college game next season? I mean, I haven't seen. That's a great question. So I'm going to start googling in the middle of uh, of talking to you here, and I don't think that uh, you know necessarily. You know, he's in. Uh, you know, he doesn't seem to be a sure thing to me. I mean, I'm looking at him, maybe a second round guy, um, and so I don't think he's in a position where he. You know, you look at him and say, well, he has to go. Um, you know, like like I'm looking at a at a you know, the first sort of mock draft I can find and I'm scrolling down and I'm not finding it. And back row is, is in here about 45th. Uh, you know, where it's down all the way at 51st at this one I'm looking at. And this is just, just one. So it doesn't, you know, this doesn't necessarily tell you everything you need to know. I mean, I find Malik Renault at 76. I mean, there's, there, I don't think there's any reason to think that he has to make this jump right now, uh, that, that it's some kind of requirement or, you know, this is the best opportunity he can get. Um, he certainly made a, a big stride, uh, you know, not, not big strides, but a, a significant, um, you know, step, uh, as, you know, as a player this season. But I don't think you look at him and say, well, that's a guy that, that's a must because, I mean, he's, he, I think he's proven a lot. Um, but if you're 6'9", 235, like you really got to prove that you can shoot it. He's been okay, 13 or 35, 37% is not a bad looking figure. Um, you know, that free throw figure is one that you want to see better because you want to see more capacity there. Um, you know, certainly it's been good that he's been able to finish, that he's played a lot stronger, it's come a long way. Um, 
so that doesn't mean that he can't be a pro eventually. But I mean, he's certainly not in the position that you look at him to say it's a smart idea for you to make this leap because you're safe. Um, he's not necessarily safe um, in, in terms of being drafted, um, and you don't want to find yourself in a position where you you leave college, you know, after two years to get yourself on a two way. Um, you know, maybe it works out for you, maybe it doesn't. Um, but that's not what you're looking for. You want, you know, is, th- there's room for him to build, and he's come a long way. I mean, more than. Um, you know, he's certainly the brightest, uh, you know, just kind of the brightest spot for Indiana, whether he's your best player or not, you know, how you kind of view him versus where. Um, but he's just, just the leap he's made since last season. You knew he was a highly regarded recruit, but you saw some fade um, in him last season. And the fact that he's just really going strong uh, this year is, is really good for good news for him long term as a prospect. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he has to go this year. It's a weird draft, too. You know, like you're seeing uh, so much of it is going to be G League Ignite guys and, and, you know, players from, you know, uh, you know, uh, foreign players and whatnot. Um, I don't think it's a bad idea at all for him to stick around another year and really make his case, um, at least for another year, if not more, uh, to make his case to what he's got to be. I mean, he's not, you don't look at him and say he's got that same specific issue as Jackson Davis had that you just wanted to see the shooting the perimeter. He's a little bit, I think, further along in that than Jackson Davis was, even if he's not the, but he's also not, I think, the same caliber athlete. Um, necessarily, so obviously, really, really good player. So, don't want to diminish any of that. Um, but I think there's more that he can add to his game, more that he can do that that can you know build his case to be a professional uh, if he sticks around for another year at least. Dustin Dopirak, Indianapolis Star, with us Wednesdays. Dustin, enjoy. Uh, I guess the final week before the break of the NBA season. I was all ready to send you into the All Star <laughs> game this weekend, but enjoy that, and we'll look forward to talking with you next week about some of your All Star experiences and uh, basketball from uh, Pacers to IU and more. Sounds good. Thank you so much. All right, Dustin Dopirak, he's with us Wednesdays here on the show. We'll head to a break. We're back with Josh Cook, local sports on tap, New Albany, Providence, coming up Friday. We'll break it down after this here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, my guest. We talk local sports, lots of basketball right now when Josh is with us on the show. Josh, big one Friday. Looking forward to it. It's always a February matchup that we uh, circle on the calendar. New Albany will play at Providence on Friday night. Coach Jones, year one, outstanding start to his career at New Albany. Providence, par for the course. They are tough. They guard you. They're good as usual. Uh, Different styles. New Albany quick, up and down. Providence a little bit more methodical and patient. I think we're in for an interesting contest Friday night at Providence. Yeah, definitely a matchup of uh, contrasting styles. Yeah, I looked yesterday. I think New Albany's third in the state in scoring, and Providence is just outside the top ten in scoring defense. So, yeah, definitely uh, definitely two, two teams with uh, different different philosophies. But, uh, you know, it's always a good game. 
you know, last year, I think it was 30 to 29 with the, with the clock debacle at the end, but uh, hopefully that doesn't happen this year. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's always, it's always an interesting game when these two play, and hopefully it will be again uh, Friday night at the Larkin Center. Uh, you know, like you said, Coach Jones is doing a, doing a great job in his first year, and, and uh, yeah, we, this is the kind of year we've come to expect from Ryan Miller at Providence, so definitely uh, – Definitely a high-stakes matchup here. You know, it's a great game for, for the teams to get them ready for the postseason, too. So it uh, should be a fun one on Friday night. Josh, a couple players from this game I want to mention and get your thoughts on as we head into the final weeks of the regular season. For Providence, Noah Lovin has been solid and good all year long, and he's going to need to lead the way for this Providence team into the sectional where – very likely a matchup, a rematch with a very, very good Brownstown team uh, looms. I, I would think we all agree that probably will happen at some point. But Noah's been really solid for Providence, leadership on the court, um, defensively, offensively. He covers a lot of ground for Ryan Miller's team. Uh, so a good senior year for him. He's been one of the good performers, I think, locally. Yeah, definitely. He's had a great year. You know, he had 30 points the other day against it's Henryville, another another outstanding game for him. Uh, you know, yeah, he, as you mentioned, he's definitely one of the best players in uh, in Clark or Floyd counties. I think he's he's established that in his, uh, his two years at Providence. You know, he had a great year last year too, and he really um, he really picked up a lot of the scoring slack when when Casey Kalen got hurt early in the season. So, you know, he's he's put together definitely a solid two years at Providence. That's for sure. And then from the New Albany side, an intriguing player, um, Chris Lampkins. I know he had a little bit of a scary moment there in the Columbus East game. He got cut in his face and had to come out. I think was bleeding pretty good. But back for New Albany, or it should be, um, came back in that Columbus East game, as a matter of fact. He's a guy that New Albany's had some, some other guys step up and hit shots. It's been a real team approach this season. Um, five guys basically averaging double figures for the Bulldogs. But I still think New Albany has the opportunity to go to the next level when they get that consistency from three, four guys. And Chris Lampkins is in that mix and really playing at a high level. We've seen him do some amazing athletic things. If he can reach that level, New Albany, I think, becomes much more of a legitimate contender to beat a Jeffersonville or to win a sectional or to win a big rivalry game on the road Friday night when he's at his very best. Yeah, Chris is definitely one of the one of the best athletes, um, you know, just just in just around this area. I mean, he you know, he plays football too. He plays uh plays on the he's in the defensive backfield, so he's he's just a great athlete, you know, he's uh, probably leads the uh, Aryan dunks. I know we don't have uh, don't have that statistic anywhere, but he's probably uh he's got to be a leader in that one uh, for Clark and Floyd County. So you know he is he's a great athlete and as you mentioned yeah the the big thing for him is just uh, uh being consistent i know that's kind of what the uh, nobody's been looking for out of him is just you know have have these uh 15 16 17 point games on a consistent basis uh so yeah i mean it, it's he he's been doing that i think uh recently so you know that that's got to be good news for for Jason Jones and and uh, the coaches there you know once he and he, I mean, he's he's got that athletic ability. It kind of, you know, it reminds you of uh, Will Levin's Watts or 
somebody like that for like recently at Jeff. So, you know, he's, he's definitely, um, high flyer in that regard. But, uh, yeah, when he's, uh, when he's consistent and can score and, and give, you know, and the good thing about New Albany, I think, uh, is they've got, you know, four or five kids who can score, you know, or, or who have scored, uh, 15 or 20 points this year. So, you know, that, that's, that's one thing about this New Albany team is just, uh, it's uh, it's diversity, you know. They any anybody can. It seems like anybody can score on on any given night. From you know, I don't know, maybe they're top top seven or eight. You know, I bet they've they've got uh, you know some fifteen point games out of those kids this year. So, you know, that's definitely something Coach Jones would like to see on on Friday night. Sure, but I I think points are going to be at a premium. I don't know how many how many kids will have in double figures or anything like that, but. Uh, I think it'll be probably be uh, a little bit closer to to Providence's pace than than uh, what New Albany's used to. So that that'll be the big uh, that'll be the big thing to watch again on Friday. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. One of the other games I had to bring up this weekend is Jeffersonville going to Jennings County on Saturday night. Now the Red Devils have Center Grove on Friday, so it's a big weekend for them. But uh, Jennings County, a conference game. The Red Devils are basically a win away from securing a share of the title with Seymour, who's already uh, got a uh, Hoosier Hills Conference crown locked up. It's just a matter of uh, are they going to share it or are they going to have it by themselves? And Jennings County, just ask Coach Jones in New Albany, it's a tough place to play, and the Red Devils will go there Saturday night. Yeah, especially when, when Carter Kent's scoring 32 points. So I don't know if he's going to have that kind of output against uh, – Jeffersonville, but uh, you know, as as you mentioned, that Jennings is you know a tough place to play. You know, but was that uh, I think they beat Brownstown there earlier this year, right? So that's that's always a you know that's a, that's a tough one. So I think I think Jeff, uh, yeah, definitely Jeff definitely needs to win that game, um, and I think they will. But I don't think it's going to be easy. I think uh, you know, as you mentioned too, coming off a Friday night game. At Center Grove, it's definitely going to be difficult for the Red Devils, but uh, I think they can do it. You know, it, it's tough. Uh, you know, it's why uh, it's another reason for uh, you know Coach Wilkerson doing the schedule. They're you know they're coming out of their uh, I think you call it their boot camp uh, this this Friday night. This is their first game in a while, so you know hopefully they come out of that boot camp uh, you know round and prepared for uh, for. A, Deep run in the postseason, I guess we'll start finding out a little bit more this weekend. Josh Cook, sports editor, News and Tribune, with us Wednesdays on the show. Josh, keep up the good work. Somebody was bragging on you earlier on the Thornton's text line for all your coverage, so we appreciate you. We'll talk uh, talk with you next week. All right. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks a lot, and have a great one. All right, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. That's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday show. We will be back on Thursday at 11 a.m., complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. We have New Albany Providence coming up Friday night as well, 7:10 airtime for that contest. Have a great Wednesday. Back with you tomorrow here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.